think for next time I'm going to need to get somebody who can do an Alfred Hitchcock impersonation. But this time around, you're stuck with me, Derek M. Cook, the writer, producer, and host of Monster Kid Radio. I'm putting this out on the Monster Kid Radio feed because it's a one-off kind of, sort of. This is the very first episode, the first installment of what we're calling KTVX Fairvale. This is a look at the movie Psycho, and this kind of came together at the last minute. It's not very in-depth. It's actually a little bit shorter than I would have liked. But, you know, in the end, for something that Chris McMillan and I came up with kind of off the top of our head, I think it works. Well, what are we talking about here? We're talking about the movie Psycho, and the reason we're talking about Psycho is because the Northwest Film Center recently just showed this film. It was a 35mm print, and Chris McMillan from The Shadow Over Portland and I attended. We went to the screening, and after Psycho, there was a documentary. There was 7852, Hitchcock's shower scene. Brand new documentary, which you can actually stream off Amazon now. It's not part of Prime. You've got to pay for it. Uh, I think it's like $3.99, $4.99, whatever an HD stream costs from Amazon. Anyway, after Psycho, they cleared the theater. They made us go out so they can clean up and get ready for the next movie. Chris and I spent a couple of minutes talking briefly about Psycho, and then we went to go see the documentary, and then we recorded after that as well. So that's what you're going to get in this episode of KTVX Fairvale. I already played a little bit of the trailer from the movie Psycho at the top of the show, so I'm not going to play that again here. We're just going to dive right into the mini recording that Chris and I did after seeing the movie. We can pretend it's December 11th, right? Sure. Okay. That works for me. <laughs> All right. It's a Sunday night. We're at the Northwest Film Center, which is a movie theater set up here in the basement of the Art Museum here in Portland. And they just did a screening of Psycho on the big screen, 35 millimeter print. Chris McMillan joined me. What did you think, sir? <laughs> awesome. I mean, <laughs> wow. I... I've seen this movie, I don't know how many hundreds of times it feels like, but never on the big screen, and so this was a real treat. Yeah, I've never seen it on the big screen either. I've seen it on DVD. I don't know if I've even seen it on blue. Um, It's been a long time since I've seen this. Yeah, I mean, I I saw it, you know, I I first saw it on TV, Mm -hmm. you know, back when they had those rabbit ears and, you know, (laughs) third... Three channels, if you were lucky, came in. Um, and, you know, I mean, I do have the the collector's edition they put out a while ago on DVD, which is really good, and it's a very nice picture. But something, you know, there's so much you kind of miss when it's on a small screen. You know, the big screen just allows you to amp, you know, it amplifies some of the nuances in, the, in an actor's physical performance and stuff. And it, it works real well. It just looks great. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Uh, this was a film print, mm-hmm. and I've never seen this. Well, obviously, I've never seen it as a film print. Yeah, so I love that the Northwest Film Center is bringing in some more genre films, and we got to see it as a 35-millimeter print. It's looked good. There's just something different. I mean, I've seen so many movies here that are digital projection, Yeah, and that's cool, but there's a texture you get with the film. Mm-hmm. So to have that and have a little bit of scratchy here and there and a pop at the real changes... It just made the experience more real for me. Yeah, you know, and, and for some reason, I, I always find 35 millimeter a bit more, you know, I mean, I know this is a weird way to to describe it for Psycho, but warmer. It just, it, it feels more inviting. It feels, it feels more real. Digital is great, and you can see really sharp images, but sometimes I feel it's like too sharp. It's not even what, you know, you would expect to see out in the real world. 35, you know, film captures, for me at least, captures that real world view and expresses it better than digital ever can. And you really need that for this movie because it's it's a crime thriller above everything else. 
although it gets a little weird. So that's actually something very interesting. It is a crime thriller. Hitchcock is not known as a horror guy. He's a drama suspense guy, mm-hmm. uh, and, and he does wonderful work. I, I love Hitchcock's work, what I've seen. I've not seen it all. Uh, we should start a Hitchcock podcast, right? Oh, sure, definitely. Let's go. <laughs> Coming soon to the Monster Kid Radio Network. No, just kidding. Um, we've never talked about Hitchcock proper on Monster Kid Radio, and I think part of it's because it's it's not a fantastical monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Norman Bates is certainly monstrous in this. And oh, definitely. You said you get to see some of the the, the quirkiness, the the uh, the performances. Perkins on the big screen as Norman Bates was pretty impressive oh yeah i mean he really was um there were there's you know he his there's that moment when he goes into the the bathroom after well are we spoiling this i think people know. <laughs> after the big murder scene and you know he's got his shoulders up and everything and you can tell, you know i didn't really ever see that because i've always watched it on a little tv but it just was like he was trying to you know hold in his revulsion at that moment and it was just I was like, wow, that looks really good. Another moment that surprised me um, when when um, uh, Marion Crane is driving and having the voices in her head about all the you know about and and there's that wicked little smile on her face when she's thinking of how much trouble she caused that creepy little you know <laughs> businessman who was hitting on her big time. Well, when he but to hear him say it, she was farting with him. Yeah, um, okay, that is true. That's what he says. <laughs> um, I, I think you're right. Especially, I think Perkins' performance on this, I think mm. people already know it's good, but it's masterful. When you see it big like that and you're paying attention to more than just his face, the way he interacts with his environment, especially when Mother's starting to kind of claw mm-hmm. out a little bit, it's fascinating and wicked scary. Oh, and yeah. Really good, deliciously good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's sometimes where you know Mother's coming. And it, you can just see it in his performance. It's almost like, like the scene in the kitchen where he just kind of lifts the sugar pot lid and drops it. He's waiting. He knows she's coming. Mm-hmm. It's just like, ooh, that's creepy. Especially since we all know the ending. So that's an interesting point. I was going to ask you. We know the ending. Does that somehow make the movie less effective for you, or or how does it impact you knowing that Norman is mother? I mean, I'm, first time people saw it, they didn't. Oh yeah. Um, it doesn't impact it for me. I really still get the chills. I still feel the tension. You know, even knowing it's coming makes it even more, you know, it gets you more. It makes you feel it more because you know it's coming. You know it's coming. And, and Hitchcock, the, the scenes with Mother are masterful. They're just, you know, she comes out of the doorway at Arbogast, and that's just amazing. I, I can't believe this film got released in the 60s because... <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> it's violent as heck. Yeah. So while, while Chris is trying to die on his cup of coffee yeah, here, sorry. So we've got to guzzle down before we go back down for the documentary. Uh, the moment when Mother comes out, to, out after Arbogast, I jumped. I knew it was coming, Yeah. but I still jumped. Yeah, in the shower scene, I was like, oh, here it comes. Oh, shoot. Oh, dang. Here it comes. Here it comes. Because it's, it's, it's a terrifyingly brutal moment. It is. I'm a little worried that we're running out of time, so we'll yeah. come back on here in a second. <laughs> Chris and I are going to go see a documentary, and uh, we'll be back. I think you can hear it in the enthusiasm in our voices. If you have an opportunity to see, I'd say any Hitchcock, really, because uh, the man had very few, if any, misfires. Psycho, in particular, on the big screen. A film print, if you can get your hand. Oh, wow. Wow. 
it looked pretty amazing. Now, after the movie, Chris and I, uh, like I said, we had to clear the theater. So we went outside, walked around the block a little bit, went to a nearby grocery store and picked up some munchies and some drinks since the Northwest Film Center is in an art museum and they don't really have a concession stand, which is understandable. Uh, but after that, we went to go see the documentary. 7852, Hitchcock's shower scene, and I am going to play the trailer for that. And then you're going to hear Chris and I talk about the film. I once made a movie. It was intended to cause people to scream and yell, but I was horrified to find that some people took it seriously. It was actually the first time in the history of movies where it wasn't safe to be in the movie theater. When a moment of violence is so suggestive, so unlike anything we've seen, murder was now going to be an acceptable part of entertainment. Psycho you felt could happen to you. This was the first movie that showed you can be naked, alone in a shower, and someone who is going to come in and just stab you. It had to be done impressionistically. The head, the feet, the hand. He has broken the covenant of filmmaker and audience, and the audience cannot wait to see more. So before Chris and I talk about the documentary we just saw, before the movie, Chris admitted to me that he was a liar. Well, yeah, a little bit. I have seen, say, well, I vicariously saw Psycho on the big screen back when it premiered. Um, my mother and father went to the premiere of Psycho back in 1960 while she was pregnant with me. Oh, okay. So technically. Yeah. Um, it's kind of the joke of the family. That's where I got my... Uh, <laughs> my love of those type of movies from it's it's all mom's fault my mom's like no it's not your father's because when they turned around mrs bates he jumped in my lap (laughs) this explains so much about my friend chris i know doesn't it i was talking with my mom telling her i was gonna go see this with you and she's like you have to tell him that story so not only am i telling you the story i'm telling all the mkr listeners that (laughs) the dirty family secret All right, so the documentary was called 7852, and it gets this uh, name from its 78 cuts in 52 seconds. Is that right? Or is it the other way around? I think it was 78 cuts and 52 camera setups. Oh, okay, okay. Either way, it's all about the shower scene from Psycho. Pretty much, and it's really very good. They got an impressive group of people interviewed for it. I mean, wow. Yeah, it, I, I could have used uh, having the names come up again because there are so many people. Uh, it's off the top of my head. Mick Garris, uh, Peter Bogdanovich. Uh, Guillermo del Toro. Um, they had, oh, God. Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis, of course. Oh, yeah. Um, um, Elijah Wood was there. Mm-hmm. Um, Eli Roth. Yeah. Uh, Danny Elfman. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, they just, and, and I mean, so many people. So many people talking about this. And the nice thing was it wasn't just directors and actors. They had a lot of... Um, editors come in and talk about it. A lot of you know, um, soundtrack people come in and talk about. Composers of soundtracks come in and talk about. It. I don't know what you're the soundtrack. Soundtrack guy. people. Okay. I don't know what the term would be. I mean, you know, it's they compose the music for the films, but you know. Yeah. Right. No, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> um, so 
the, the format of the of this documentary was after we see a recreation of a scene, uh, we have uh, we open up, I believe, with the woman who played the double for, for Janet Lee, and I think it ends on her as well. Yeah, it does. It, I, I, yeah, because she's she's got I think the last line of the movie. I think so. I think so, and uh, that. Unfortunately, he's the only person who's actually involved in the psycho that's in this documentary, and it's you know it's one of those things. It's an older movie; people kind of age out, which is a nice, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's true. There, there probably aren't too many people still around who who were directly involved in it. But it was it was really nice to to have them show the body double, you know, because I mean, there's always is it was there, wasn't there? Yep, there was. Even you know the scenes of her now, you can see where she kind of has a similar. Facial look as far as Janet Lee does, so she fit the part well. Now, there was archival footage of Robert Block, Janet Lee, and Hitchcock himself talking about the sequence and the movie and, and that sort of thing. What I really liked about this is while I'm sure we could have deconstructed that scene from start to finish, it really does talk a little bit more about Psycho itself and Hitchcock and where he was with his career and what's happening culturally. And this is the kind of movie geekery that I love. I, I, I was hoping to get a little bit more technical, but I mean, what they did with the start of it is they didn't start off deconstructing anything. They just talked about what was going on in society um, before Psycho and why it hit such a uh, note with people. And it was really interesting. There's a lot of things, you know, I, I mean, there's a lot of things I've read. There's a lot of things, you know, I've, I've kind of figured out, but there's a lot of things that they brought up. It's like, oh, yeah, huh, that is true. Good point. And so it's it was refreshing to hear those points put in the context of a movie that really is a game changer. I mean, it really is. I was surprised there was so much emphasis on the remake, which is, in my experience, universally kind of dismissed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think I've seen bits and pieces of it, but yeah. I've never the whole thing because it's like, well, why? <laughs> no, I mean, it's a shot-by-shot remake. I know they added in some other stuff, but it's like, you know, Psycho's one of those movies that doesn't need to be remade. It yeah. stands out on its own. I mean, we saw it um, before the documentary, and it still sends chills down my spine. Um, there's st- there were shots, even though they were in the documentary, that still make you kind of cringe. Yeah, and having the documentary frame some of these shots with, you know, how many times the actors and our actresses are staring into the camera, staring into the audience. Uh, the thing about the fly was really fascinating oh, to me. Yeah. And, and and I don't want to ruin too much about the documentary because it is new. Um, it's IFC Midnight was involved, which means I'm assuming it'll end up on IFC at some point. But if people get a chance to see it, man, they they gotta see this thing. It's really well done. It's one of those that I'm when it comes out on home video, I'm buying. I mean, it's it's that good of a documentary. Documentary. Um, it, they go into so much detail. They they talk so much about Hitchcock, his motivations. You know, some of it you kind of go, hmm, yeah, okay. Some of it you go, wow, that's you know, okay. Um, but there's just so much involved in how they were talking about this, and it's it's really, really, really good. So rape comes up three times. I was keeping track just so people know. Uh, The universe not caring about you, though, is brought up twice, which I thought was really cool, especially (laughs) since Robert Block, the writer of the novel, was a correspondence of Lovecraft. So Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's Lovecraftian. It's just cool to know that 
that's in there. <laughs> I also appreciated that we do get a little bit about the music and Bernard Herman, and we even talk about the theremins briefly from the day the earth stood still, which thrills me to no end. So, I mean, you got the music stuff. It's the kind of research that I like to do, which I don't do enough of, of my favorite films. What's happening in, in the zeitgeist and the pop culture and, and just culture in general with these movies. And I really appreciated that perspective. And it makes me want to go and research more about this film. Yeah, it really does. Um, you know, because there's so much of a buildup from the 50s to when this thing literally exploded on screen. It's kind of funny that they talk about how, yeah, oh, movie audiences a come and go, and all of a sudden Hitchcock's like, no, you're coming in at the start or you don't get in, which obviously would create some interest. And and it's, it's really good that they did talk about the issues of censorship with this scene, because, I mean, especially the shower scene, you know, there's... There's some stuff in there that was never really shown, and how they got around the censors. I'm going to leave that for you guys to find out. It's worth it's worth <laughs> listening to. It's pretty legendary. Um, the one thing that was missing, and I don't know why this struck a chord with me, is they're talking about the um, influence and the different scenes uh, that are in other movies and TV shows kind of replicating the psycho thing and they're showing everything from TV shows to The Simpsons to Lego Killer Clown Police Academy did it and there wasn't the Police Academy bit and I don't know if it's because my brother and I watched those movies over and over again growing up off HBO or Showtime or whatever but yeah Bobcat Goldthwait with the the shampoo bottle wasn't in there so you know just just so listeners know you know it goes further than what this documentary shows anyway um, it's getting kind of late it's a Sunday night any final thoughts about Psycho or the documentary Chris? Well if you haven't seen Psycho what are you waiting for? What is wrong with you? (laughs) Go see Psycho, um, and you know seriously see it on the big screen. It's if if you get a chance, if it comes around again, go see it on the big screen. Even if you've seen it twenty, thirty, a hundred times on home video, go see it on the big screen, and take a look at seventy eight fifty two because it's a wonderful documentary. It really is, and it's always fun to see movies here at the Northwest Film Center with like-minded folks, uh, you know, with an appreciative audience, with friends. Uh, so if there is anything in your area that sh- is showing this or showing Psycho or, or any of these types of movies, man, go check them out. It's always a blast. And Chris, it's fun seeing the movies with you. And as always, man, appreciate all your support. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having me back. Chris mentioned this in the recording, and I know he's mentioned this online as well, that for a movie called 7852 Hitchcock's Shower Scene, it's really not strictly about the shower scene. Yeah, the shower scene's important. It does get highlighted a lot in this documentary. But overall, what I really appreciated about this is that it's a look at Psycho in terms of its pop culture and social commentary and everything else going on with the film and what's going on in the world at the time the movie came out, especially in cinema history. I found it riveting. I found it fascinating. I know there are some reviewers online that were kind of down on it because it doesn't necessarily address some of the deeper, darker issues at play when it comes to Hitchcock's, shall we say, motivations, uh, predilections toward blonde women. You know, there's a lot of things you can get into, and and we're not going to go down that path this time around. Maybe on a future installment, we'll talk about it here on KTVX Fairvale. But for now... I just want to say that I really enjoyed 7852. It's probably one of my favorite documentaries about film. I love watching a good documentary about movie making and movie history, and this one really nailed it for me. 
in terms of opening up my eyes to a couple of things that were happening in Hollywood at the time. Again, highly recommended. And if you get a chance to see it yourself, if you stream it on Amazon or if you find a screening somewhere, I'd love to hear your thoughts. And we're just going to use the Monster Kid Radio contact information for that. So monsterkidradio at gmail.com, or you can leave a voicemail at 503-479-5657. That's a 4795MKR. How often is this podcast going to come out? Well, not very often. It's going to come out once a year. So between now and next year, I hope you get a chance to see Psycho. I hope you get a chance to see this documentary. And now I've got a year to really plan what the next episode of KTVX Fairvale will be. So stay tuned. And then, of course, Monster Kid Radio will be coming out later this week. That comes out on Wednesday night, Thursday morning, the 13th, 14th. That will be episode 348. And it will feature author film historian and Blu-ray commentarian. Is that how you would put it? Troy Howarth. He's going to be talking about the movie, The Torture Chamber of Dr. Sadism with me here on the show. A really cool gothic film starring Christopher Lee. So I hope you come back for that as well. And then before that, Wednesday night at the Joy Cinema, you know, this is something that kind of snuck up on me. I didn't plan this well enough ahead to make this an official Monster Kid Radio crash, but you know I'm going to be at the Joy Cinema for a weird Wednesday screening of the movie Terror from Beneath the Sea from 1966, starring Sonny Chiba. I'll bring my recorder along. Maybe I'll get some recording. We'll see. Fingers and tentacles crossed. In the meantime, stay safe in the shower, everyone. Hey.